Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. So, how many of you, or at least maybe three or four of you, would be willing to come up and share, like, what did God do in your life last night? So, who wants to volunteer and just run up here? Yeah, you come up. Jeremiah, I know you, bro. Come on, two more. Yeah, come on up here. And then, yep, right there in the back. Uh huh. Yep. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Come on up here. Yes, sir. Right there. Yep. All right. And that's good for today. Awesome. Y'all just line up right here. We'll just go right down the line. Tell everybody your name, where you're from, and then just share what God did in you last night. Hi, I'm Jeremiah, and I'm from New Hope. And I wasn't expecting last night to be what it was. I. It really changed my life forever because over this weekend, I was waiting for God to speak in my life as I saw, I heard all the testimonies, I saw the people crying, I saw everyone raise their hands, God moving in their lives, but I didn't think it was for me. But last night, just the words that were spoken over from the worship team, from God himself even, as Samuel, from the passage, It hit me deep because I was willing just to walk away from this, go back to my life and just forget about this. Just move on, take my life back into my own control, worrying about all my finances, my living situation, everything. But I'm thankful for last night, for for all the people that have met me, who've said prophetic words over me. Just thank you because without that, I I couldn't be here. I wouldn't be standing up here. I'd be another face in the crowd going home to a bad situation and I was thinking about this. I didn't know if I was even going to stand up here for a testimony, but to anyone out here to, who wants to give up, don't. You may not have heard the, the word of God yet, but trust me, it's going to hit you hard, and it's worth it when you hear it. Amen. That's good, bro. I'm proud of you. Right on, Jeremiah. Uh, I'm Naomi. I'm from Hope Chapel Apex. And uh, I'm just going to get super personal real quick. I started to struggle with uh, self-harm when I was about eight or nine. And um, ever since then, I didn't have very good, like, circulation or feeling in my hands. And that came back a lot last night. And my hands are, like, warmer now and stuff. Um, And uh, God confirmed a call of ministry to teens all my life. Thank you for sharing. Awesome. Thank God. Yes, introduce yourself, where you're from, and what God did. I'm Isabel. I'm from Lakeshore. I've struggled a lot recently with self-harm and depression, and I don't know, something came over me last night. Yeah. What do you feel like happened? I feel better, I guess. Yeah. And your name's Isabel? Yes. Come on, give it up for Isabel. That's a courage. Proud of you. Proud of you. Yeah, you're an awesome girl. All right. Yes, sir. Tell everybody where you're from, uh, who you are, and what God did. I'm Matthew. I'm from Concord, North Carolina, New Hope. I didn't expect to feel anything when I went to summer camp. I have to be completely honest. I, I came here hoping to have fun. 
hoping to receive some of Jesus, but I received all of Jesus this weekend. I received my spiritual language last night. And on Saturday even, I, I cried my heart out, man. He just, he just hit me with all he had. It's awesome, bro. Proud of you. It's awesome. Look at God. He's like, I didn't come expecting anything, and God just dumped on you. I love it. All right, yes, sir. Tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and what God did. I'm originally from Ohio State, but um, I'm with Tiger K Lakeshore. My name's Noah. Um, I used to struggle a lot with um, um, a mental war of just feeling like I'm not prepared in life and um, that I really had no future for myself. And last night, um, when I was praying, um, I've been praying for years, God, what is the call in my life? What is the call in my life? And he answered the call tonight. I came not expecting anything. Um, I've had so many chances to pray and experience God, but nothing ever happened. And tonight, last night, it hit me so hard, I didn't even know what to do. And I, I went back to my cabin, and I was praising Jesus so much, man. It was, it was amazing. Amazing. All right. Yes, man. Weren't you last yesterday? Yes. You Finish this out, girl. Tell everybody your name, where you're from, and what God did. My name is Brianna. I'm from Dallas, North Carolina, and I'm here with Restoring Hope. Um, I've been struggling with my dad. He had um, cancer, and it was really sad because he was in a lot of pain. And God spoke to me last night and told me that it's okay. He's going to be fine, and it's perfect. Everybody's going to get sick in life, and they're all going to get better. Well, there you go. I love that. The Lord take care of your daddy. Absolutely. Awesome. Hold up. I do need one from Alabama. I have to keep pulling it. Yes. Come on, JJ. You always provide. Bro, I love your spirit. Thanks for being so open. All right. I'm JJ from Huntsville, Alabama. Restoration. And, you know, I'm not very emotional. I don't, unless I'm like mad or something, which I don't get mad, you know. But I've cried like three times in one day yesterday. And I normally don't cry over anything. If people die or whatever, I get sad, but I don't cry. Look, look, I care, you know, but I just don't, you know. But anyway, I've cried for God more than I've cried for a lot of people. So I feel like that's something. And I felt so much peace in my spirit. And I, you know, because I'm very jumpy and all that. And I felt just like peace, like everything was going to be okay, that I'm going to find my calling and that I didn't get my spiritual language, but I know that I got to keep praying and God's going to reveal it to me. And I'm just grateful to be here. And I'm thankful for all the people I've been able to talk to and everything. So, Love your spirit. Awesome. Come on, let's give it up for everybody who shared. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a few minutes. Um, and what we're actually going to do in Many of you wouldn't know this, but Marcus and I, y'all know him, Pastor Marcus, we've actually been friends, and our families have been friends for over 15 years. Our wives actually are like best of friends, and they interned together when they were young adults at a church in California that we all went to together. 
And so I heard over the last couple of days, and I've heard it before, a lot of y'all have a concern of how do you keep this going in your life? So we just felt like, well, what if we just share a bit of our own friendship because we feel like, and scripturally, you, you actually can't keep this going by yourself. You need good friends. So we're just going to have a seat, and it's like we're going to have a cup of coffee. Some of y'all don't drink coffee, so a cup of chocolate milk or whatever you drink, apple juice. I don't know. <laughs> Frappuccino, vanilla. Um, but we're just going to let you kind of hear from us about here's how godly people have friendships that actually stir one another up. So that you don't have to do this by yourself. And a lot of folks we heard over the last couple of days, you felt alone. You feel like you've been trying to work this out by yourself. And you weren't created for that. You're created to do it for other people. So Marcus is going to start us off. And we're just going to kind of share. We didn't really plan out and mark everything. Hey, we're going to say this. We just felt like we're going to share our hearts. Is that good with y'all? Yeah. All right. All right. So, hey, how many of you like roller coasters? Anybody at all? Yeah, they're, they're fun. We're actually going to Carowinds. You guys know Carowinds? We're going to go here in a week or so, but I'm looking forward to that. The funny thing about roller coasters is when I was younger, I enjoyed them more than I enjoyed them now. Things have changed in my life. Let's just leave it there. But the best part to me about riding a roller coaster is riding it with someone else. So let me tell you about my brother, Jeremiah. Somebody named Jeremiah in this place, right? My brother, Jeremiah, he is three years younger than me, and anytime we get on a roller coaster, it is the best time ever. Not because he screams and does all this, but because he passes out. <laughs> we were in California at a place called Knott's Berry Farm, and we got on this ride, and it's called Accelerator, and as soon as it took off, they take a picture of you because it takes off super fast, like zero to 70-something miles per hour, like very quickly. And uh, we all got off. We're laughing. There's four of us, including my brother. And we went down to look at the picture, and I could say, oh, there's me, and oh, there's my other brother, Dominic, and there's our friend, Daniel. Where's Jeremiah. Now, he was sitting next to me on the roller coaster, but for some reason in the picture, he was gone, like gone. <laughs> I'm like, how is this possible? Well, come to find out, as soon as the roller coaster took off, he blacked out, and somehow against the G-forces, he fell forward like this in his seat. <laughs> so he's like tucked under the seat <laughs> while the picture snapped. Listen, the coolest thing about that was that experience, not for him, but for us, right? Like, it was really awesome. And I share that to say this. There's something about doing it together, being together with people. To this day, that was years and years ago. We still talk about that and laugh about that because there's something about a shared experience that's been great. As Pastor Ty mentioned, we've been together as far as friends go for over 15 years. Our two families, we've watched. I knew him, I knew him when he wasn't married. I knew him when he was married, when he had children. Like It's just amazing to watch our families grow together. And, and I'll say this before I, I, I pass over to Pastor Ty. I think what's so cool about that is we've watched each other grow in our relationship with the Lord. There's a simultaneous development that's taking place in our friendship and our growth towards Jesus because we both help push each other towards the things of God. And I think that's so important for you to hear. JJ, I love what you shared. You love getting to meet people here. Well, some of these relationships, maybe relationships where in 15 years, you're like, man, remember we met at that camp and we remember what we were walking through then, but look what the Lord has done as we continued as friends. Yeah. You know, it's actually really unusual nowadays to see people cultivate godly, real friendships. 
Um, a lot of you had have been taught and maybe others have told you like, you got to look out for yourself in this world. No one else is going to help you. Anybody else heard that advice before? It's like, no one else is going to look out for you. God, take for yourself. That is not the kingdom of God. That's not what the, the Lord teaches us. Um, but when you build and have godly friends, and I'm not just talking about anybody who you like the same music with, or you like the same TV shows. I mean, godly friends, uh, you have to hold on to those and really encourage one another because like the roller coaster, I'm glad you use that analogy. Life feels like a roller coaster sometimes. You ever felt like that? So sometimes I might be the Jeremiah who passes out. You know, and I might need a friend there who's like, by at the end of the ride, it's like, hey, you good? You okay? Like, come back, like snap back out of it. And that has been even our friendship. So there have been many seasons where we've had to be there for one another. In other words, like, like well, I'll use my wife and I as, as an example. When we've gone through really rough seasons, we've gone to their house, a mess. Anybody besides me ever felt like a mess? Like, you just feel like, I'm a wreck, right? And you're like, and I know I'm a wreck, but I'm mad and I'm angry or whatever. You're going through all your emotions. Well, it helps to have friends who are like, they're not saying, what's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? They're like, snap it. No, they actually love you and they're there for you and they pray with you and they walk you all the way through it. That for me and for my wife has been Marcus and Star. One of the reasons why we want to share this is because this wasn't like yesterday when we just decided to do camp together. This was 15 years ago when we would just meet at Starbucks and dream about the things that were to come. Like, listen to me. We literally were in seats like y'all. We'd go to conferences together. We would, we'd all hear God and we would dream. We would share what God was saying to us. But at that time, it was just words, Right? I mean, Star knows she is, I mean, especially she and my wife. Like at that time, it was just words. It was just faith. Like God was speaking to us like Abraham and Sarah, like go to a place that I'll show you. And you're like, okay, yes, Lord. And we were just obeying God. No platform, no, 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 no ministry, like nothing going on. I mean, it was like, at that time, it felt like pie in the sky, right? But we believed it. We believed it, and so we would, we would trust one another enough to share, like, deep things, hopeful things, hurtful things. And so one of the things that we felt like, this has to be part of what we share, because if you're not careful, you'll go home, and you'll think you can do this by yourself, and it's not true. It's not true. So we just wanted to share a few maybe helpful tips of when you do have a friendship like that, here are some things that you can do together that'll help stir one another up. Ty, I love that you shared that about us getting together to dream. You know, last night there was an opportunity for, for ministry to really take place where leaders and students alike receiving the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but then turning and ministering to one another. And that's something I think that in my heart has marked our family's relationship for years. Like, We'll get together with excitement. Like some people get together. I just mentioned Carowinds, and it's like, oh, I can't wait until Saturday we go to Carowinds. But we'd be like, hey, we got to get together and like watch the teaching and then like just pray and prophesy over one another. And that was like our excitement because we knew that we were filled with the Spirit and are filled with the Spirit. So we knew, man, God's going to meet us there and there's going to be words that come out. And it's so beautiful, literally. I'll give you a quick reference. Uh, during this pandemic, everyone's doing Zoom and all that stuff. Well, 
at that time, Ty and Lilia were in California, and our other group of friends, they were in California as well, and Star and I were here in North Carolina. But we set up some time and got on Zoom and prayed and worshiped the Lord and just allowed the Lord to move, and we literally just went down the line, and the Lord gave us words for one another and strengthened and encouraged one another. But the most amazing part is some of what you see now is a fulfillment of what the Lord was speaking then. We had no clue that this man and his family, the Lord was going to say, come on out, come on, it's time for you guys to move to the east, and I got something for you. We had no clue. But that's what we eagerly waited for was, what, Lord, what will you say when we all get together? See, that is sharpening and strengthening and encouraging one another because we know when we get together, it's not just basketball or football. Or, those things are cool, and I'm a Lakers fan forever. Everybody, anybody like the Lakers in here? Come on now. No. A few of you. <laughs> if you love basketball, you love the Lakers. I'll just leave it at that, Aaron. So, uh, <laughs> But I'm telling you, we didn't ha- if we didn't have that type of friendship relationship, then, yeah, we would know each other and things, but I feel like what knits us together so much is the things of the Lord. You see, Ty and I would sit, he mentioned Starbucks. There'd be times I was working an outside job outside of the quote-unquote vocational ministry, and I'd have my little uniform on getting ready for work, and he'd drive to where my office was, and we'd sit at Starbucks, and I'm not going to cry, and we'd sit at Starbucks, and, man, I, he's such a close friend to me, I can be honest with him and say, man, I'm struggling this week. This is what I'm dealing with. And he never looked at me with eyes of condemnation, never said, man, I don't know why I'm hanging out with you. But you know what he would do? He would strengthen me in what the word says. He would encourage me and then sometimes say, hey, knock it off. (laughs) But it's so necessary because he cares about who I'm becoming in Christ, just like I care about who he's becoming in Christ. Those are the type of friendships that are biblically based. Those are the type of friendships that are lasting. Yeah, you know, to me, a mark of a true friend are friends who are there when you suck. Can I say that in church? Um, And when you're a mess. And sometimes you're like, I know I'm a mess. And sometimes I know I'm a mess and I don't even want to get better. Because I'm that down, right? I'm that in, in such a hard place, right? And that to me has, that is what for me sealed our friendship is when I was in a really bad place and we went to their house. I'll never forget it. We went to their apartment and it was like, I need y'all. And there wasn't anything I could do to coerce them to help except the love of Jesus that was in their heart that compelled them to love me and love my wife and to be there for us. Part of why I am sitting even in this room today is because of that experience with them. So why are we sharing this with you? Because I don't want anybody, make sure I have everybody's attention. Yeah. I don't want anybody to be deceived to think, oh, it's just me and the Lord. And as long as it's just me and him, I'm good. I don't need anybody else in the body of Christ. That's wrong. It's wrong. And honestly, it makes you very vulnerable to falling. There's a, Proverbs that says, woe to him who falls when he's alone. It doesn't say woe to him who falls. It says woe to him who falls but alone. In other words, doesn't have a brother or sister to pick them up. And so like when there is, when there's moments when you feel like I'm falling, well, as long as you're not alone, there's hope, right? There's a hope where someone will come up under you and be like, come on back up. 
Come on, you know, a righteous man, he may fall seven times, but he gets back up again. He gets back up again. And so you need friends, y'all. How many of you can see what we're saying? You need friends. You need, you need this kind of friends, not friends who are going to be like, hey, let's go, let's go out tonight. Let's go, let's go to, I don't know where y'all go, but you know what I'm saying? Like young adults go to the club or whatever. Maybe y'all do stuff like that. No, 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 no. No. These kind of friends were like, hey, let's get together and let's like pray with one another. Let's prophesy each other's future. And that has been to me where such a joy this weekend because it's like we used to do what happened last night by ourselves. <laughs> we used to do this by ourselves. So now it's like, it's so natural. So we just now get to do it with a couple of hundred of our closest friends, right? Now all of you get to be a part of it. But it just flows out of what's been part of our life for the last 15 years. So good. So good. Hey, I want to say this too. I think this is important. Ty had children first, and he has more children because that's the grace the Lord gave him. He has three. We have two. I don't know. I just feel a no, prophetic no, 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 word. No, no. We don't receive that. that maybe three. <laughs> no, Trinity, Trinity, three. Trinity. Trinity. Three. Three. <laughs> But I think this is neat because my son said something the other day. Uh, He was just talking about his best friends. And he said, uh, he said, Jude, Ty's son, they're really close in age. He said, he's my best friend. And, you know, that means so much to me. (laughs) Because I know that Ty and Lilia are raising their son to be a man of God. So as we are cultivating a relationship and growing in the things of the Lord, our children are also being reared in the fear and the admonition of God so that they also are creating these covenant type of relationships because they're seeing it modeled between our families. You see, you guys may not be at that stage yet, but I'm telling you, I remember being your age thinking, oh yeah, that's so far away. And now here I sit because time, as you know, time just kind of goes by. Some of you started high school and you're like, oh man, graduation's so far off and now you're a senior. Right? Time flies by. But I'm telling you, what you'll begin to do is you, you form these strengthened relationships that are lasting. My plan, and I believe it's the Lord's plan, is that our families will be friends for all of our lives. All of our lives. So when Ty's all old and bald, I'm not trying to claim that over him, but you know. I rebuke it. In the name of Jesus. But when he's old, Jerry, don't, no offense, Jerry. I love you, brother. (laughs) (laughs) But when Ty grows up and he's all old and stuff, guess what? I'm going to be old right next to him. Say, man, remember those days? You are a little older. Cut it out, man. That's not what this is about. (laughs) But I want to just encourage you with that. It's not just for your now, although now is important. These type of relationships are relationships where you're sowing into your future. Amen? Amen. I asked Star if she has something to add because there's a whole other part of this program. And the, she and our, uh, my wife were actually, they were doing this before yeah, us. They were already good friends. I just want to add, and maybe this will speak to the ladies in the room, but there's something that um, Ty and both Ty and Marcus were saying about it's not just about, hey, we go get our nails done, or we like the same movies, or a lot of my friends are very opposite for me, from me. And I believe that that's on purpose sometimes, first of all, so that you can grow in love. How many of you know it takes godly, unconditional love? To love somebody who's very different from you, right? 
And um, uh, this might be very unique to me, but I don't think it is. And this is what I would add. I look for my friends. I do. And my husband would always be like, what do you mean you choose your friends? And I'm like, I chose all of my friends. All of my friends. I, I do pretty much everything in my life intentional. So when I get around some people, I listen to what you say. I'm going to love you regardless because I love Jesus. And guess what? Jesus loves every single one of you in this room. That's not, that's not the thing for me. I will love you. I'm going to be there. I'm going to pour out God's unconditional love. But I'm talking about those core people who are around me all the time who really do shape who I become. So when I'm around you, I listen to what you say about your friend. Do you gossip? Right? Is everything that's coming out of your mouth opposing what it says in the word? Are you tearing down or are you building up? Nobody's perfect. Right? How are you speaking and helping somebody like when I get around somebody like yeah you know so and so yeah I seen I seen what she was oh you saw what she was wearing I wasn't I didn't get saved till I was a young adult so I dress all kinds of crazy my heart is so big for not just looking at the surface but looking into people right so if we're supposed to be the ones building up and I'm like well she continually tears down or you know, it's like you're around somebody and this has been before where they're like, oh, yeah, you know what she did. And then she said this. And then the person shows up and they're like, hi, Maria. Oh, my gosh, it's so good to see you. And I take a note because I know that in the Proverbs, there's wisdom and it says, don't hang out with a man. Don't hang out with a girl like that. Not like it'll get inside of you. So be, I think that would be, be intentional, guys. Watch, right? And then also be there for the people. Yes, I'm not saying don't be there for the people who are gossiping and all of that, but you also need to be strengthened and your inner core group of friends are shaping you and you need to look for people who love God. That's how I found my husband. Like I didn't have eyes to see Marcus in, the, in my own natural Thing. But I remember one day I woke up and we met in the United States Air Force. And I, for the first time, realized how imperfect I was. Now you may say, how did you not know how imperfect you were? I have no idea. I used to strive towards getting everything right and perfect. And one day the Lord just graciously gave me revelation that star you cannot do this on your own. There is no drive, no hard work, none of that that is going to get you into the kingdom of God. So stop. And that next day I went to work. Marcus was at work and I saw him and I thought, this is what I thought, terrible what I thought. He's not perfect because <laughs> he had liked me for a long time. And I thought, man, you really got to get your act together. Like, I really thought that, like, I can't do that. It's a lot going on with you. But, um, but I saw him, and I looked at him. I remember he was on the computer, so his back was facing me, so he didn't see me staring at him. Because you know you're having those deep moments with the Lord. I, had, I was saved, in, and I was just looking at him like, I don't know. He was getting out of the Air Force, and it, it would have been done. There's about a few weeks left before I would never see him again in my life. 
And I thought this, and this is what came to me. He's not perfect, but every single day he wakes up just like you and tries to live for the Lord and gives it all he got. So I'm not saying to look for perfect people because they don't exist. I'm saying to look for people with a Godward heart to come alongside you. So that's all. So good. So good. So one of the things that we wanted to share too is, you know, we live in a culture that's trying to, in a lot of ways, doesn't appreciate people who look different than you from different backgrounds, different parts of the city. And so we were together. You mentioned this earlier, so why don't you share it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we were together in uh, Billings, Montana, a couple weeks ago at breakfast. We had a, an event out there, and it was the last day. Everyone was going to be traveling home, and we got together for breakfast. Our two, uh, uh, I'll get this right eventually, Ty's wife and my wife, all four of us got together. And we're sitting, and we're eating breakfast, and it just hit me like, wow, look at the diversity just even within our, our little group here. Uh, as you can tell, I have a better tan than Ty uh, because I'm black, right? <laughs> he is white. I'm from California. Originally, he's from North Carolina. My wife is from Hawaii. How cool is that, right? His wife is from Mexico City. How awesome is that? But even in that group, none of us were the same. But we came together and have stayed together because Jesus is the same. He changed all of our lives. And that's the nucleus, if we can take it to science for a moment, right? That, that's that centerpiece that holds us together. We fellowship, we hang out, we'll say, all around who Jesus is and what he's done in us and through us. So that was just one of those beautiful moments we all kind of talked about at the table. Your friends don't have to look like you. Oh, snap. Let me say that one more time. Yeah. <laughs> Your friends don't have to look like you. See, a lot of times, if we're not careful, all the black folks sit together, all the white folks sit together, all the Hispanics sit together, because, yeah, that is something you may have in common. But what I absolutely love about what God has done is he's tore down that divide and said, I love people so much. Not only did I create them and think they're all absolutely stunningly beautiful, but I died for all of you. And regardless of your, your economic status, how much money you may make, what kind, of, uh, what kind of clout you may have in your community, what color you are, what hair type you have, what color your eyes are. See, the world tries to mix and match us by that. You guys have been in history long enough. You've studied about World War II. You heard about Hitler and the Aryan race and how we're going to put these certain people here and there. Listen, God scratched all that and said, no, no, I love all of you. That's why I created you. So I thought it was beautiful that as we sat at the table, together, I'll say this before I finish that, together we better represent the true image of Christ. Yeah. See, it, if it's just all people like me, you get a snippet of, of who he is, but when we all come together, look around. Look around this room. People of varying shades, various hair colors, various eye colors, guess what? This is a closer image of who Christ is than me by myself. So I want you to know your friends don't have to look like you outwardly, but they need to look like Jesus inwardly. Amen? Amen. Why don't we do this? Marcus is going to lead us in receiving communion, but maybe before we do that, uh, why don't we pray together? If, do you feel like, um, you know, would anybody in here raise your hand and say, you know what, I, I want friends like that. Just raise your hand. Say, I want friends like that. Okay, we're going to pray. Because you know what? I prayed for friends. I've been lonely before. 
and I prayed and God sent friends. So he answers even the cry and the prayer for friends. So why don't you close your eyes, bow your heads. We're going to pray. Some of those friends might be in the room. Some of the influences you need to not be around might be in the room. So God's going to help lead you to say, hey, you, you need a little more space between you and that influence. And then there are others that you're going to see, no, I want to be closer to them because they love the Lord. They're following after Him. And as we pray too, I want, I want you to know, some of you as I've met you, I've, I have had the thought, wow, if I was younger, I'd want to be their friend. Because they're on fire. They're after this thing. I would be their friend if I was younger. So the, you're in the room. I know you are. So uh, we're going to pray for you. And even some of you leaders, some of you leaders, I know you feel a little lonely. And you're not yet in a place where you've got this kind of covenant, deep friendship with somebody. And God wants to provide friends for you too. So I'll pray for a second and then Marcus. Well, Lord, we bring our hearts to you today. And even as I've prayed before when I was younger, Lord, I want friends. I want friends that we even see in the Bible like David and Jonathan and even like the disciples and Jesus and these real friendships that have formed. Lord, I pray for every person who has that heart and has said, you know what, as I've listened to these who are sharing, I, I want that. I, I want I want to make it. I want to, I want to live this life for God. So I want support. I want those who rally around me. I want friends who are as on fire as I am. So Lord, we come into agreement for that, that you would provide true friends, godly friends, friends who fear the Lord more than they fear people. I pray for that. I pray that in our churches, it would be made up of deep, godly, solid friendships in Jesus name. And Father, I pray that you would open our eyes to see, <laughs> see past just physical appearance, to see past the outward things that we may have in common, and to really see people who have you inside. Let us even, as we are now filled with the Spirit, let us sense in our spirit <laughs> the people who are like-minded, who are going after the things of God. Lord, let this be a generation represented by the the folks in this room, let this be a generation who, who tears down those lines like you did and says, no, we are a family. Together we are the body. In Jesus name. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.